What is up, guys? Welcome back to another special episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. It's week one. We're doing player props. We got Jesse with us. How are we doing this morning, Jesse? Good morning. This is it, baby. We made it. We made it. We have hopefully all of our lineups set. There shouldn't be too many start-sit questions for the people out there, but today it's all about the props. We're going to be opening up the DraftKings Sportsbook and taking a look at some of our favorite touchdown bets. We're going to look at some of the favorite yardage props, and maybe we'll sneak in some interception props as well. I think that's one thing that we started to do last year that was pretty fun. Um, but, man, there's going to be some good games. There's going to be a handful of not-so-good games. Uh, I'm opening up the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Should we just dive right into this slugfest here of Ravens and, and Texans? There's going to be touchdowns in this game. Um, looks like the Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. A low total of 43 and a half points in this one, though. So we're we're going to be lucky if the Texans get to two touchdowns. I think one is for sure, but it's a question of two. Uh, but Jesse, who's scoring for the Ravens in this one? Yeah, so this is a J.K. Dobbins uh, home run smash spot. You could take him for one touchdown. You could take him for two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just think for sure if you're doing any props this week, plus 110 on J.K. Dobbins. Two touchdowns, you're getting plus 650. Yep. I'm uh, almost willing to take a stab on that. I think this is his first season coming now into the NFL where he's like, A, he's healthy. B, he's motivated. C, he wants to get paid. I mean, it's like a culmination of things coming for you know all at once. There's really not a lot of depth behind him. Gus Edwards, he's been there for a while. We know what the Gus bus is going to give us. Uh, this is the J.K. Dobbins show. And if you've been listening throughout the year, you know that he's a target of ours on the fellowship. So this is a you know maybe his best spot of the year right away week one. Right. And I just want to – I mean, this is these are last year's numbers, but I do want to point out that the Texans were – what we call a run funnel defense. They allowed by far the most rushing yards to running backs. They allowed 22 rushing touchdowns, not so much in the receiving department, but Texans were, were bad last year. People just ran the football on them. And you look at the 31.63 PPR points per game to the running backs. Like if Dobbins gets 60% of that, like he's hitting 20 points. So uh, we love JK Dobbins. I think we're still waiting for Mark Andrews, right? Like he's been listed as questionable. So I don't know if I'm comfortable clicking on his name until we get like him finally confirmed that he's playing. Um, but otherwise, like besides JK Dobbins, are we interested in a Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown? I think it's difficult to bet on Zay Odell, likely Bateman. I, I think all those guys are difficult, but we, maybe we, maybe we pivot from the Baltimore receivers and look at the Lamar Jackson passing touchdown number, but any thoughts on the Lamar rushing touchdown? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he scored. I just feel, uh, I mean, personally, if I'm taking one, you know, one touchdown bet from the, this team, it's going to be yeah. I just think it's a safer bet. Uh, yeah. But you know, yeah, it's Lamar Jackson. He, he seen, you know, he, he equally motivated, equally ready to kind of prove that that MVP season was not a fluke. Yep. He got paid. He's happy. The vibes feel good in Baltimore outside of Mark Andrews and whatever's going on with him right now. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good idea to, like, think of, like, each game is, like, okay, who's the best, most likely player f- to score? It's going to be J.K. Dobbins. If you guys are – you guys, if you guys have balls of steel and enjoy a good sweat, Ravens defense plus 500 to score. Just want to shout it out there. They're ho- uh, It's at home. C.J. Stroud, we looked at his interception bet last night. He's one of the highest favorites to throw an interception tomorrow. Ravens also have a good special teams unit. If you're feeling frisky – you want to look at, you know, Ravens maybe getting a defensive touchdown. I think that's kind of a fun one. And then Texans, I mean, Damian Pierce is probably the only guy that has a chance to score tomorrow without it being, you know, a random Dalton Schultz or Nico Collins or something like that. So we're not going to advise betting on that, but it would be Damian Pierce. Any quick thoughts on the Texans before I pull up the, the passing numbers? 
Yeah, one last thing. I'll, I'm maybe the receiving yards are a little more spicy for Nico, but plus three forty for Nico Collins. Yeah. The Ravens didn't give up twelve passing touchdowns to receivers last year. They were in the bottom ten against receivers. Um, so that it's an, it's an interesting shot. I mean, if they're going to be behind, they're going to be throwing. Mm-hmm. Nico is to me the the bona fide number one there right now. So it's it's a pretty pretty decent odds, but we might like his yards better. I do want to. I don't see it anywhere on here right now, but DraftKings is doing a week one promo. They're calling it a no sweat bet where you get a refund up to ten dollars. So if you want to put a ten dollar bet on something and you just opt into that, you're going to get the $10 back if it doesn't hit. So if you want to do, like, I think the Nico call is cool or the or the Baltimore Ravens touchdown, you know, that could, that could be a nice uh, a nice slap there with the no sweat bet. But as far as passing props real quick, um, they're saying C.J. Stroud's going to throw at least one touchdown. They're saying Lamar Jackson under two in a game where they're favored by about 10 points here. So does Lamar Jackson hit two? Does that interest you at minus 140? Yeah, I mean, that's hard plus odds on two passing touchdowns, yeah. right? That's something to think about. Plus 110 to hit two. Yeah, I mean, 26 and a half points. So there's three touchdowns. It's maybe they hit the fourth touchdown. It's like the question is going to be if they hit four touchdowns, it's probably two pass, two run. And if they hit three, it's probably two run, one pass. Um, it's, it's interesting. It, it's, I'm going to put it on the list. It's something to consider, I think, for sure. Um, again, we already like the J.K. Dobbins one, but Dobbins can also catch one too, and that could help Lamar. Uh, the passing guards, I just, I'm not interested in betting on CJ Stroud. We need more data points on him and see what that looks like. I do think the Lamar 223.5 is interesting. People are taking that over. They're beating it down to minus 125. That's definitely one to consider. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, would you rather just take the Lamar pass plus rush for 278 and a half? Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to take one of these yardage bets, that seems like a good one. You yeah. know, I would probably bank Lamar for yeah. know, close to 300 all-purpose yards. And then there's the C.J. Stroud over half interception minus 166. That might be one of the he might be one of the, the heaviest favorites to throw an interception tomorrow. So that one, I know it's it's minus 166, but you can maybe add that to like a fun parlay or something and see what you can do. Uh, but let's just take a quick peek at these rushing receiving props here. Rushing yards, J.K. Dobbins is at 59 and a half. Are you smashing that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was uh, 55 and a half yesterday. So oh, wow. I didn't take it, but I wish I would have now seeing that it's basically at 60. So. Um, and I, I do want to mention Damian Pierce, man. I saw someone tweet out something yesterday where, um, and I might have even retweeted it. Let me see if I can find it because it said that when the Texans were like heavy losers, like Damian Pierce still hit his over on those numbers. Let me see if I can just find that real quick for us. Uh, here we go. Jacob Gibbs with the stats here. Uh, averages in games, Houston scored 17 or fewer points, which is basically what they're projecting for the Baltimore game. He had 15 rushing attempts, 59 and a half yards, about 10 PPR points. And all the other games where they scored 17 or more points, you want Damian Harris in your or Damian Pierce in your lineup. So even in a bad matchup, it could work. Um, looking at the numbers from last year, the Ravens were middle of the road, but but. 21.12 fantasy points per game. I think they did give up about 72 yards per game to the running back. So I just want to mention that, that it seems a little low. Like we know they're going to give Damian Pierce the ball. Like you got a rookie quarterback. They're on the road. Pierce is going to be busy. Uh, but any, any other, like they don't have everything in here for the receptions. I don't know if they're just waiting for Mark Anders. So maybe we just bypass this for now. And there's anything stick out. Yeah. I mean, we only have, basically Houston and some J.K. Dobbins numbers, which I'm not going to touch J.K. Dobbins receiving numbers. Uh, Nico at 41 and a half is probably a decent line. That's solid. That's three. Ca- what's his. So one thing that I've been like when I would do these solo last year, Jesse, 
I would, um, before I even looked at the receiving yards, I would come down here and look at the receptions. And then this would tell me a story. So like Noah Brown, heavy favorite to go over two receptions right now. I, so I would be, I would go up and look at his receiving number. Same thing with Robert Woods. They're saying he's going over two and a half. So maybe those guys, you're not going to take these overs because they're smashed, but you could maybe go ahead and take the yard. And I'm, and I'm just curious what happens if we come up here, Noah Brown, 19.5 Bob Woods. So basically 10 yards per catch and these guys hit their, hit their prop. So Right. They're dirty. They're disgusting, but we have to do just our due diligence on that one. Uh, anything else stick out besides Nico here? No, nothing, nothing crazy here that I'm liking. I think we did a pretty good job covering this one. Um, I am interested in seeing what happens when Mark Andrews gets added, but let's go over to the 49ers and the Steelers. Um, first of all, like who you got in this one? This one could go either way. I think 49ers are picked to win by two and a half money lines minus minus one thirty on them. And for, it's a low scoring game, 41 and a half. So yep. it could go either way. Yeah. You're getting two to three touchdowns, three touchdowns, probably max mm-hmm. on either side here. It's home for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but San Francisco is a really nice match, especially on the front. You know, it's just going to be, is Pickens going to be running for his life all day? Are they going to be able to find the end zone? Uh, yeah. I mean, who's, I just, I, when are we going to see plus odds for McCaffrey the rest of the year? Like yeah. that, that, that seems a little odd to me. And like, if gun to my head, like if the 49ers score one touchdown tomorrow, it's probably CMC. Um, I have trouble betting on George Kittle, Debo, Ayuk. I don't know who to bet on. I, do you have any strong feelings or, or stat takes on any of that? Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing that I I'm thinking here is, and so AU plus two fifty, he's the longest shot receiver. In this mm-hmm. matchup, I think it's a matchup that favors a guy like AU or man to man. So if they do find the end zone through the air, I think AU has probably the best shot of the three to find it. And last year, the 49ers defense, like they were like the number one team against running back, but and because of that, teams had to throw the ball on them. So I'm like, I'm not afraid of like putting Pickens, Deontay in my lineups. And I think Pat Frymuth is probably just like an average matchup this week, but if there's going to be a Steelers touchdown, I think it's, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if Deontay gets the first Steelers touchdown of the year. That's just, that just sounds like a story that would happen. Um, and, and then George Pickens. So I, I'm not opposed to those guys. And then the Steelers last year, they were stout against the run, but they, again, they allowed receiver and tight end points here. But if you had to pick a Steeler touchdown, who are we taking? Yeah, I mean, I don't hate, I hate, I don't hate the Deontay Johnson thing. You know, it's, after not getting in there last year, you know, if he gets in there, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, Pickens, I mean, uh, Pickens is a guy who, like, he's just gonna score, right? I mean, he's he's got that big playability. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you're getting good odds on both of them. Do we love either of them? Probably not against the San Francisco defense. So, but one of them's gonna score, right? Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I we've been doing this for a few years now, and like. Say you say your unit's ten dollars and you put ten dollars on Deontay, it's gonna pay you out thirty-nine dollars. And then you put the same ten dollars on George Pickens and it pays out thirty-three. If one of them scores, you you're still making money, technically. Right. It's not a huge hit, but it is a little bit of a hit. And then um, if both score, like the odds are not in that favor. But when you ever whenever you see two receivers on the same team and their odds are plus, especially this much, like two thirty and two ninety. Right. Big plus, yeah. And just with the matchup here, like 49ers front seven is disgustingly good. Um, 
So I would bet good money that one of Deontay or Pickens scores, which I think is a fun wrinkle. Like, but that, that's like the that's like the old Chris Godwin, Mike Evans rule. That's the old back in the day, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup right. rule. Where T. One Higgins, of, Jamar, you just yeah, one of these guys will do it. Um, any other interest in in touchdown? Like touchdowns are going to be scarce in this one. There might be like only three scored in this game. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I'm not clicking really any other name. Um, so we do we want to look at the passing props real quick? I mean, these defenses are so good. I don't know if I want to mess with it. Both QBs are under yeah. one and a half touchdowns. You know, I'm just probably not excited about this. No, it's a tough game. It's a tough game. I mean, especially if you know if we're focused on overs, just because we tend to like to focus on you know the upside. It's it's not a game where I'm seeing a lot of upside. Oh, they got both guys not throwing an interception. Both minus one twenty five under. Strange. Someone's throwing a pick in this game. Yeah. Uh, rush receiving. I don't know if anything's going to stick out just because these defenses are so damn good. Najee, people are taking the over 48 and a half, but I think, I personally, I think he's going to need at least. He's going to need 17, 18 carries to get there, you know? Like, I was saying 15, and that was going to be modest, but like he's going to get 3.5 yards per carry. He was, he's going to need the Montgomery line. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I don't feel good about anything in this game. Um, and this is yeah. one, it's week one. When we feel good about something, we should go strong to the hoop. When we, when we have two of the top five defenses in a game here with young second year quarterbacks where we don't really know what's going on, take the McCaffrey touchdown and probably call it a day on this game. Like that's, that's probably where I'm at. Yeah. I agree there. It is interesting that they have Debo and Ayuk at both 50 and a half. When people are taking Debo, I think this sets up better for an Ayuk game. Um, I just think Pittsburgh runs more man. Uh, last year, when playing against man, Ayuk kind of had the better game. There's a couple stats out there that favor Ayuk in man coverage. Um, he's just I just want to see the receptions here. So people are taking the – they're smashing the over on Deontay. They're smashing the over on Ayuk as well. But they're taking uh-huh. the under on Debo. So, I, you know, it's weird how those – why is the over yards? So four something four for each, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And then they're smashing the Najee over. Two grabs? I mean, that seems light. Does that seem light to you? I mean, Najee's usually good for a catch or two or three. I, I, that's probably an over. Um, it's just it's minus 175. They're, and they're taking yeah, the over here. Uh, rushing receiving yards. I was looking for a Debo line, but there is none. But they have freaking Ayuk on here, which is weird. So, okay. Um, that'll do it for this one. We'll move on. Um, yep. This yeah, one would be like get your Cardinal prop bets or get your Commander prop bets ready. <laughs> Commanders minus seven at home. Huge money line favorites, minus 325. This is a Brian Robinson plus 155 TD, probably. Um, I'm struggling to predict who's going to catch the touchdown, whether it's Terry, whether it's Jahan. It's probably going to be Logan Thomas or Curtis Samuel. <laughs> this is all off. Uh, I do think Gibbs, like, again, so we mentioned the receiver rule. Take Brian Robinson and Gibbs in the score a touchdown. You might get both, like, you might actually get both to hit in this game because we, like, we're mm-hmm. expecting a lot of carries. And attempts here, but how are you looking at these touchdown ga- uh, odds here for this game? Yeah, I mean, you know, we like the, res- the running backs here. I mean, I actually really like that plus two forty Jahan Dotson. Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good number. I mean, I think he's going to be featured heavily when they're near the red zone. He's also got the deep threat. He's big playability. I mean, you know, it's just this Arizona defense. You know, it's so bad. 
that they can score from any way always. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of pick a guy who you think is going to lead the team in, in touchdowns throughout the year for a game like this. Mm-hmm. And on the ground, Brian Robinson, they're going to find, they're going to get near the goal line. They're going to punch him in there. And then Gibson, you know, they're probably going to mix him into probably, I mean, if they're up big in the first half, you know, it could just be like, all right, Brian, you got the first half. Here you go, Gibson. Have some fun in the second half. Um, Howell's also probably going to throw for a touchdown or two here. Look at the Sam Howell rushing the plus two sixty five. That's pretty decent. Like that's yeah, that's actually a pretty good number. That's a pretty decent number there that he's going to do so. Uh, but I think a better thing was we should maybe look at the we should maybe go look at Sam Howell's passing touchdown number. He's people are taking the under one and a half. So they're I think they're, they're, I think they're just assuming you know just they're assuming run run run. So to me, they're assuming two rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown. So we're getting three commanders touchdown this weekend. But if Howell gets two, pa- like plus one forty-five, man, that's intriguing. Yeah. So I guess to me, this this is te- this is telling me I'd rather take the B Rob and the Gibson touchdown. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna hit one of those, and it, it, there's a really good chance that both hit actually. So. They do not have any Cardinal passing quarterback in here yet. We're not interested in the Howell passing numbers, but we might be interested in his rushing numbers. The 237 combined is is pretty pretty low. Um, yeah, it's relatively low overall. Just, I think this. I think what people are thinking is, in general, if you look at what Houston did last year, terrible defense, terrible team. Arizona this year, terrible defense, terrible team. It's just going to. But Houston was like what? Like when it came to stats and yards, they're they're so good against quarterbacks because they simply just did not have volume. Houston so, was the number one team against fantasy QBs last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just nobody was passing. It's just yeah, you didn't have to. And I think that's Arizona. I mean, they're already throwing in the white the flag. I mean, they're talking Marquise Brown is questionable. Uh, Zach Ertz probably not playing. And they have an O line already ruled out. It's like they are falling. The Cardinals were terrible last year against the running back already, and now yeah. they're they, now they're even worse. Um, this, is a, this is a Gibson B Rob double tap. Can you can we can you name any like we do this all the time? But can you name another Cardinal defender besides Buda Baker? Right, it's, it's, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. It's gonna be bad, guys. Um, the rushing numbers. I mean, I think both Gibby and B Rob are in play here. Um, the Brian Robinsons at minus one fifteen. Gibson's Gibson's gonna probably hit that pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe we should look at the rushing attempts for these guys. That might tell us a story here. They don't have Gibson, but they got Brian at 14 and a half. So they're going to give Brian Robinson 15 carries, probably over four yards a carry, I would assume, in this one. So I'm yeah. thinking he he hits his 60. Anything on the receivers here? Terry Dotson? No, nothing's really – I mean I – so, just... How do we this take is, overs on the yards? They might not throw 15 times. Yeah, this is all about the running backs. Uh, I do think Howell – I mean, people are taking Howell over 21 and a half. That That's one, a good number. That one is interesting. I think he only needs like – he's probably going to end up scrambling like five times minimum. Yeah. You know, I, I, would bet, I would bet he scrambles once every other drive and picks up some yards. So not a fun game here. Any like Anything else you want to take a peek at here? No, nah, we can go ahead and just put this one in the books. Yeah, this one's going to be – just leave that one for the Red Zone channel. Um, Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta favored to win by three and a half. Minus a one. Very low scoring game here. Under 40, which is – that's a bad That's a bad game. Um, 
Uh, let's see here. Touchdown scores. It's Bijan plus 100. Are we clicking it? We're clicking. Yeah, I mean, We're CMC clicking. and Bijan, right? Plus 100 bets. Yeah. You just take and know that in the future, it's going to be a lot of minus odds on those. Um, I'm not taking anybody else to score a touchdown in this game. Um, you can maybe convince me of Algier, though, for like a super dark horse. Put him on the no sweat parlay. How, how deep is he on the list? 320. Yeah, 320. I mean, that's pretty. I would not be surprised if he punches one in. I just, I'm not clicking on anybody else in this game. I think London's cool, but I just, we need data points on Ritter with, and last yeah. year Ritter didn't get to play with Kyle Pitts. So he did pummel London with targets, but you add Pitts to that, you add Mac Hollins, and now Bijan. Like, this is not the Falcons. Like, we can't project anything off of last year with this team. So, I think it's Bijan or bust. Carolina, gun to your head. Who you're taking to score a touchdown, and why is it Jonathan Mingo? Jeez, again, Hayden Hurst. Why not? Hayden it's... Hurst. Oh no, the Broadhurst. Oh no, four twenty-five. I just, I just Sanders. Sanders to me feels like a guy who like gets five carries and then he's like out for the rest of the game, questionable with an ankle or something. You know, like he's, he's had the groin thing all summer. Yeah, he's been dealing with issues. I just not. I can't trust it. I just can't trust anything on this team. You got the rookie coming into Atlanta. I think Atlanta's defense is on the up and up this year. And I think they're going to be fired up for this game. We we need data points here. If you're feeling really frisky, Atlanta Atlanta defense plus seven hundred is Cordero Patterson returning punts and kickoffs. We don't. Yeah, I mean it's um, plus seven hundred. It's interesting. That I mean, could be a long shot. Is there anything else you want to look at in this game, like Bryce Young? Like you said, I think we just need data. Yeah. Um, I, early in the season, I mean, like you could gamble on these if you want, but like, you, you know, if you're trying to build a solid lineup of props, you got, these aren't, you know, there's not too much to predict here, you know, not yet. Uh, I will, we'll take a peek at the Bijan line, 69 and a half. I think that's open for business. Um, that's open for business. I don't know what people like to do, but like, would, would you, would you take the B, the Bijan touchdown and pair it with the 70 yards here as like a little mini Bijan bet? I don't know if that's no, mini for you. Desmond Rear is 13 and a half, and that seems... He doesn't scoot that much. No? He, did, well. he didn't last year. He had one game where he did he did move around, but... You know, how many games did he start? Four. So one yeah, out of four games... He, such a he small... So, I just... We need data on this. I, I don't need data on Bijan, though. I, I think... Yeah, it's a home run. We'll probably throw the touchdown one up on the website and call it good on this. I one. wish I had an Algier yards. I like your Algier take plus three twenty on the touchdown. I think that's a fun sneaky one. We have no Algier numbers, so. Ooh, Bijan longest run sixteen and a half. You taking the over on that? I think it's a twenty yarder. I think, I'd, I think I'd take the reception nine and a half too. I think he's hitting some big plays. I think I'd take the over on the longest rush. It's for fun. Yeah, uh, that one's fun. Um, do a little, do a little single game parlay, Bijan. You know, have some fun, live a little. Um, all right, so we covered four games. Uh, Titans and Saints, man. Before we get into this one, I just got to show you how bad this, the Titans funnel was last year. They were the second worst defense in fantasy points allowed last year, but they were like one of the best against running back. So it is a tough matchup for Jamal, but if you're playing him, it's based on volume. But they were awful against QBs and they were the worst team allowing fantasy points to the wide receiver. And then they were a top five bad team against tight end. So Chris Olave show, what do we got going here? Uh, I'll throw it to you in a sec. Saints favored to win by three minus 155 for the, for the money line. Who's scoring touchdowns in this game? 
I got two names for sure. Chris Olave plus 180. I think we're going to take that one to the bank. And then this one's super spicy, but I think Jimmy Graham finds the end zone. Plus 700. Jimmy G. Uh, I, I think Taysom Hill is going to be the goal back. Um, if you're starting Jamal Williams, like Jamal Williams is going to be 20 for, for 70 yards. And then they're going to sub in Taysom Hill for the goal line package. They're going to put Derek Carr out at wide receiver lined up right next to Jimmy Graham. They're going to do some bullshit, dude. Like You're, you're going to be, yeah. yeah. Jamal Williams owners could be sad. Well, like, like you're, you're, you, you got to play the volume. Um, especially if Kendra is ruled out. Like, do you know who their backup running back is? Uh, do you remember your boy Kirk Merritt? Yeah, Kirk. They transitioned him to running back, didn't they? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> he That's was awesome. the, the he was like the Dolphins camps like camp star one summer at yeah. receiver, and now he's the backup running back week one for Jamal Williams. So I do think Jamal's a volume a volume play, but other yeah. than this, like the Saints are going to be the most annoying team to take touchdown bets on. I think all season because we just don't know that. I, there's so many guys to pick here. I, I do think Olave touchdown is in play, but I'm probably going to gravitate more towards his reception total and his receiving yards total um, because I think that's more bankable, more consistent. We don't know what Derek Carr is going to do. Uh, on the Titan side of things, there's only 42 points being scored in this game. I do want to look up and see real quick. Uh, on the fantasyfellowship.com, I do make a little chart here that tells me how many points everyone's going to score. Yeah, 19 have, right now. They have the Saints at 22 and the Titans down here at about 19. So that's two touchdowns for sure for, for Tennessee. Like Derrick Henry's minus 140. That's not appetizing. Uh, but if you had to bet on the next Titan, is it D-Hop? Is it Burks? Is it is it is it uh, Oconquo? I I mean, if anything, if last year has any carryover, the Saints were the number one team against tight ends. So I don't love that. Uh, Receiver-wise, I mean, they, you know, it's a tough place to play, man. It's just a tough place to play. Defense is elite. Saints defense is elite. It's a good defense. And if you're asking me who I'm taking my money on, it's probably, you know, like a D-Hob just on the fact that he's, you know, he's quality and we know he can do it. I just don't see – I see Tennessee struggling. They bottle up Henry, and then you force Tannehill to try and make it happen, and I just don't uh, – I don't have any confidence. If I had to put one touchdown bet on a Titans player, it's Traylon Burks. Um, D-Hop's going to probably get shadowed by Lattimore, I would assume, for the most part of the game. And Traylon Burks plus 275, he only needs one play to do it, like – He's going to get a little bit softer coverages. I think if if the Saints control this game, they're going to have to force the Titans to pass the ball. Uh, both QBs are projected under under two touchdowns, so that's not a surprise like at all. Um, let's see here. Interceptions. They have Derek Carr throwing one, Ryan Tannehill not throwing one, which is interesting. Um, let's take a peek here. And, again, I want to get into habit of the rushing yards, like Derek Henry – not 125 to hit 78 and a half. Like I'm not really interested in these rushing numbers. Um, did you have any rush? Like any of these appetite you? Yeah, I mean Jamal 50 yards. Is yeah, probably, uh, take it to the bank. <clears throat> 50 um, yards. He's gonna get that. He's gonna get 20 carries. So yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do want to get into a habit of before I even look at the receiving yards, I want to come down here and look at the receptions. And they got Olave. 
they're smashing him over four and a half. I think that's easy, easy money. It's not, it's not like a nice, not nice return, but it is easy money. I think the Hopkins four and a half is doable. Henry at one and a half. I don't, I don't know if that's, I think we're going to see Tajay Spears. I wish they, I wish they had Tajay in here for like 0.5 catches or something. Um, <laughs> And then they have Burks at minus they have minus one hundred five for three and a half. So they have Burks catching four balls, roughly um, a little bit under the underside. So yeah, so it's like three. They're leaning towards three catches for yeah. Burks. I think you can get the four. I think you can get the four. I think especially in a game too, where I mean, look, Mike Vrabel's never going to abandon the run. Yeah, but maybe they pass a little bit more than they normally would. Tannehill has call it twenty eight pass attempts. D Hop gets eight of those, and then there's 20 left over. Burks will get like he'll get six targets, five, six targets minimum. Um, so that that's interesting. But otherwise, the reception numbers, the receiving yard numbers here, like Alave has been moving up. He's been moving up. I, I, I saw him earlier in the week, I think at 64 and a half. Mm-hmm. Everybody, the bag's out on Olave. He's gonna smash this weekend. Um Otherwise, nothing else really sticks out here. I don't know about you. Like Traylon Burks, my, like thirty-six and a half is too low for him, I think. But I'm not like super confident about it. Yeah, I mean, when I look at this, nothing here is like this is the play. This is the play. I mean, D Hop fifty-seven and a half. It's like, mm. Sure, yeah. we'll probably get around sixty. Uh, yeah, Olave is, is like the the one play for me. This is the game where we we know Olave is going to be good. We know Henry's going to get the ball. We know Jamal's going to get the ball, and I think. We, we leave the rest for science and data. Tight end touchdowns for the Saints. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the game of the week. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. <laughs> yep. Uh, Why Vi- is it the game of the week? Yeah, Vikings minus five and a half, minus 238 for the money line here. Who's scoring in this game? Like Justin Jefferson plus 105 seems pretty bankable right now. Uh, How many plus games for JJ are we going to get? I think that probably has got to go on the site. Um, otherwise, I don't know, man. Like, I want to see – like, we don't know if Jordan Addison's going to outsnap K.J. Osborne yet. Like, we, we kind of need some data on some of these things here. So, I, I do think if you're taking a Viking, it's Madison, J.J. Do you have any other good feelings about anyone else? Madison could probably fall in, minus 115, though. It's not – you know, that's – that's interesting that he's like the one that minus odd guy across the board yeah. so far today. Um, it's a volume play and he probably yeah. falls in. And I don't hate Mike Evans. You know, Mike Evans, he actually was plus 160 when I opened up. Oh, okay. When I opened up this morning. So he's kind of going down a little bit. I mean, I think Minnesota's susceptible points being scored. They got Minnesota um, at almost 26 points and Tampa Bay down here at 19. So again, they're giving Tampa Bay two touchdowns, they're giving Minnesota three. So, I mean, if you're telling me to take one buck, you know, I'll take Mike Evans. Yeah. Rashad White at plus 180 is pretty, pretty well. So, like, if they get near the goal line, yeah, it's not terrible. But I don't love the touchdown scores here. I mean, it's Baker Mayfield. Like, what's – yeah, what are we going to get? So, we're, we're expecting the Vikings to come out and throw in the ball and lead to Tampa Bay having to throw the ball in the second half. So, Godwin at plus two thirty five though man that's pretty like he caught the touchdown from Baker in the preseason and I just when I think about like if Baker Mayfield succeeds in Tampa Bay who's his best target I think I think he fits really well with Godwin like 
when you when you think back about Baker in Cleveland, like he had Jarvis Landry, and he actually like he he floated Landry like well enough for fantasy. I think Godwin's mm-hmm. team fits well with Baker. We haven't really seen Baker like take really good deep shots and in, in, in more boundary stuff. So I do think if they get close to the to the red zone, it's going to be a Mike Evans dial up play. But otherwise, I think I think Godwin. Uh, but I don't want to bet on any of these guys. Um, if we're being yes. if we're being honest, um, yeah. passing numbers here they have uh, they have Kirk going over two. They have Baker under one. I don't or under two. I don't think I disagree with any of these numbers. Uh, they have Cousins at two seventy four and a half. Um, yeah, at, I mean those are all pretty decent lines. Those interceptions here—they're giving Baker one. They're giving Kirk zero. Uh, I do want to look and see Tampa Bay last year. Their defense against the QB, middle of the road. They did have ten picks last year, though. Twenty-nine TDs. The Vikings had fifteen interceptions last year on defense. So Baker's throwing picks. Baker's throwing a pick, but he's throwing a pick six. What's the Vikings touchdown odds? The Vikings allowed the most QB passing. Oh, Tennessee, but the second most QB passing yards last year. So maybe maybe Baker's in for like a really nice garbage game. Um, It could be, especially if the Vikings are up like two scores late. Oh man, but we we can't. We can't responsibly. We can't. We can't. Recommend. I remember the year I was taking Baker under every single week. <laughs> it was that, or, yeah, yeah, like six weeks in a row. Well, what's uh, what's Vikings defensive touchdown odds? Just, just uh, just curious. Five fifty. That's yeah. almost as much as Baltimore. That's Baltimore. Atlanta plus seven hundred still is interesting. Um, rushing yards. I think Rashad White, if he gets 15 carries, that's probably a pretty nice over. Uh, that's even if he gets 15 carries, that's like not even 3.1 yards per carry. Like that's pretty achievable for 45 and a half two days ago. Uh, Okay. So he's moving up. Uh, I'm not, I'm still not comfortable with the Madison line, man. Like, I, I don't know what it is about him. Like for him to hit 66, he needs minimum 17, 18 carries. Like Tampa Bay's defense is still decent, right? Yeah, I mean it's a it's not a terrible defense. It's it's aging, but it's oh we got we got special we got special comment here. Andrew asking what's the prediction of Deontay Johnson on yards? I think they had him at 52 and a half. And they were taking yep. over on four and a half receptions. So they basically had him five for fifty-two, Andrew. So in a PPR league, that's minimum ten points, but I I mentioned I, I think they're gonna try and get him the touchdown this year, the first Pittsburgh Steeler touchdown. If I could bet money on that, I think it would be a Deontay touchdown. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Deontay goes six for sixty-three and a touchdown. He'll get you 18 points. Um anything stick out here on the receiving line? They got JJ at 88.5 Osborne, 28.5. Um, and then Addison 40 and a half. I didn't do my discipline of looking at the receptions first, but nothing really. Like, Kate Otten, 24 and a half, uh, three, like, let's go look at Otten's. I bet Otten's receptions are interesting. Rashad white, 18 and a half. That's a, they're smashing Otten over 2.5 and his yards are only 24. So he just needs three catches. Look at Rashad, man. Minus 145 on the two and a half, and they got him at 18 and a half. That's, okay, so that, that sticks out. Those, got, two, those two both. I think those are nice. There's a lot of these here. They're taking uh, overs on everything but the JJ. So we like uh, we like Rashad over 18.5. I, I mean, I don't love it, but Otten's an interesting one to consider. 
they did like the Mike Evans over, was he at three and a half? Yeah. So four catches for 60 yards is doable for Mike. Uh, I'm at 56 and a half. I mean, would you rather just take Godwin? That's interesting. Godwin was at five and a half and people were taking the under. So five catches for Godwin seems about right. I don't know. I think, I think you lean into the Rashad white passing game. Like if I'm going to bet on anything on Tampa Bay, it's Rashad white, probably catching four passes. I mean, he's getting 20, 20 yards from me in Rashad white makes sense. I mean, yeah. yeah. But we're not we're not like super gung ho about betting on the Bucks. I, I think this is the Bucks qualify as one of those teams where we need to see some data and figure out one like is Rashad White on the field at all times? Um, who yes. is the number one target for Baker Mayfield? Can this team run the ball and can this team play? De- like, there's so many things to figure out about Tampa Bay. Whereas like the Vikings, we know what they're gonna do. Um, but we just don't know if Addison and Osborne are going to be sharing duties as the three. And we don't know if Alexander Madison is the every down back yet. So I want to, I want to advise caution on that. Cause we, I think over here think Ty Chandler is a pretty good player that could be out there on third downs. He's a good stash. Um, I think we spent too much time on this game. Yeah. <laughs> this one's fun. Bengals and Browns, man. Yeah. So we're, we're about 36 minutes in, Jesse. We could probably just be, uh, pick up the pace a little bit here. Uh, who's scoring in this game besides Nick Chubb here? Like JJ, Jamar Chase at 100? Who, who else is scoring? Yeah, I mean, we got our second highest total here. So this is a, yeah. you know, there's going to be points on the board here. This is a historically good matchup between two teams. Cleveland has the number right now. So this is a Big mm-hmm. question, big test early in the season for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, Jamar, another one. It's like JJ. You take him when he's plus. Yeah. Call it a day. Um, you know, those mix and fall into the end zone. You know, this is one where you take T. Higgins and Chase to both score. David Njoku, yep. hottest name in camp right now, you know. for, for, for If I'm taking a receiver to catch a touchdown, it's probably Njoku from the the, bank, uh, the, the Brown side. Um you just take, I mean, Chubb minus 150, a big number. You might be able to parlay that with another, another, like a strong touchdown favorite. Like, would, would you take Nick Chubb minus 150 and add on Bijan plus 100 and then just do that little Nick Chubb Bijan touchdown bet? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that could be nice. Um, Feels reasonable. But otherwise, like, all these guys can score. Chubb, Chase, Mixon at plus one fifteen is probably going to score. Like I, that one, that one seems to make sense. So if I'm betting on a Bengal, it's Chase or Mixon. Higgins is is a good pivot as well, but I think the top two to me are Chase, Mixon. After that, there's no other Bengals, you know, besides Higgins. Browns are tough, man. I, Nick Chubb's probably going to score. Otherwise, we need to see Deshaun Watson. Yeah, is- we need we need some Watson data. This is a divisional game. I, I like the under on this game. Four yeah. and a half. I like the under a lot. Um, mixing, yeah, mixing and Joku Chase. I mean, um, so they're hammering the Elijah Moore over two point five receptions. They're hammering the Herb Smith over two point five. They're hammering, not hammering, but they're over on T Higgins. T Higgins at four and a half, and they're taking the over. So we might have to look at the Higgins receiving number. Um, Jay Jamar Chase is a push at six point five. And then um, Najoku a little bit. Uh, they're taking the under on Amari Cooper, 4.5, by the way. Interesting. And they're taking the over on Elijah. Yeah. So let's go see what's happening up here. Um, Elijah Moore, 32.5, and, and they're taking the over. 
Higgins is at 58 and a half, and they're saying he's getting five catches. That's that's probably an over. I would feel more comfortable taking the Higgins over 58.5 than his touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Higgins for 60 yards is probably a pretty safe bet. Andrew, they're 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 betting Higgins is going to go five for about 60 in this game, uh, as a probably as a floor. So Joku's 36 and a half. Yep. And they were they hammered they they I think they took his over three and a half or something like that. Um, and, rushing and a half. Donovan Peoples Jones was hit up for over two point five reception. So if he gets three catches, he's probably going over thirty six. Mm-hmm. This can be a good game. This is this is probably one of the sneakier, better games. I I, I don't think it's on TV on, on live TV in my market, but. It will be a good one. Uh, any of these rushing numbers stick out to you? Or like Joe Burrow under 9.5 rushing yards is probably a lock. Um, <laughs> Mixing at 56 and a half? Like, what's that look like? Does he need to get 15 carries? Yeah, I think he gets – I think he definitely could get there. I think 60 yards makes sense for Mixon. I think it's a game where I think they can run on Cleveland. Cleveland's secondary is pretty good, you know. Could be limited through the air, but I think Mexican can do it on the ground. Would you rather just take the rushing receiving total of 80 and call it good? Mm. Or do you think they're going to have to run the ball? I just don't know who the RB2 is, man. I, I, I don't know who it is. Yeah, I mean, Evans and Brown, it's like, I think Mixon's going to be playing in this game a lot. So maybe yeah, that yeah. just leads me to the touchdown then. Right, yeah, just take the Mixon plus one fifteen. yep. Uh, any final thoughts here on this game here? Um, Should be a good grinder. Good battle. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I want to see what the Browns offense can can do. Good entertainment. Uh, we'll be quick with this one. Jags, Colts. Colts picked to lose by five. or It's four and a half now. Four and a uh, half, yep. And uh, who's scoring in this one? Are you, are you taking the Richardson rushing touchdown week one here? Yeah, at home. I think it's fun. It's, it's okay. Jags defense is not great by any means yet. No. I, mean, I think they're getting better, but I don't think they're fantastic. So, and, and he's honestly the only Colt touchdown that we're going to probably, yeah, even think about clicking. Uh, but on the Jags side, like Calvin Ridley, I could see scoring. I do think ETN scoring at plus one forty five. I, I think they're going to find a way to get him in the end zone this week. Yeah, I got him highlighted as well. Um, Colts defense, you know, it's just not it's not as good as you want it to be. You know, right. I mean, Shaq Leonard's healthy. We'll, hopefully that lasts and he can stay on the field. But, you know, their secondary is very susceptible. So I, I think with that said, I'm, I'm interested in probably taking like Trevor Lawrence minus 130 to hit two. I'm, I'm probably smashing the hell out of this, <laughs> honestly. Trevor Lawrence to hit two touchdowns. Yeah, he's throwing two touchdowns. Like Kirk, Kirk has probably got a pretty good shot for a touchdown. Yeah. Ridley's probably got a good shot. Maybe Zay Jones gets one. I mean, T-Law's. Evan Ingram. Yeah, I mean, he's got weapons, and it's a defense that can be – I think they're going to be the passive this year. I think people yeah. are just going to throw all day against them. So we, we like an ETN. We like an Anthony Richardson rushing touchdown. We like Lawrence to throw two, so you can pick your favorite one to catch a touchdown as well. Um, and then uh, what what's the A-Rich interception line? Minus 135 to go over one. I thought it, Honestly, I thought it would be much higher. Yeah, I thought it'd be more closer to like a one fifty. Yeah. Whoops. Um, rushing receiving numbers. I think I think we have to take. He's getting fifty, right? He had thirty five in the first half of that one game. So Richardson over forty five point five. Yes, 
Is there any doubt on ETN hitting his 56 and a half? Um, probably not. It's probably pretty safe. That's yeah. that's minimum like probably 12 carries and he can hit that. Yeah. He'll have a big run that gets him like 20 to 30 yeah. of those yards. Uh, let's look at the receptions first. They're saying over Alec Pierce, two and a half. They're saying under Calvin Ridley, five and a half. Under Christian Kirk, four and a half. Wait, uh, wow, under, interesting. The unders are leaning here for the – well, they're so all they think, numbers, though. So they essentially think that – Five Ridley, four Kirk, four Ingram. They think the Jags the, – the betting market's saying the Jags are going to be up and they're going to run the ball. I don't think it's going to be as close – I don't think it's going to be as much of a – that much of a blowout. Whereas like Washington, Arizona, that's a true blowout to me. Divisional game, I think Ooh. it's closer than people think. Can can the Colts win this game, Jesse? It's winnable, probably not. Why not? Why not? I think they'd have to turn over Lawrence to yeah. get there. Because um, I just don't think the I think the offense. It would take big plays. It would really take big plays. I don't think the offense is going to be very efficient. I don't think it's going to be moving the ball unless Richardson just balls out. You know, I mean, if Richardson's picked up, one, you know? that should not be picked up, which we think he's going to. If he doesn't turn the ball over, and all they need is one stupid ass play, whether it is a Trevor Lawrence interception, an ETN fumble, uh, a blocked punt, something stupid like that, right? Like, yeah. They need one, if, and that's the difference of this game. Like they're only five, four and a half point dogs. Like one, one snap over Lawrence's head, you know, something stupid, and that could swing this game. So I don't want to count the Colts out. I think they're a fun team to watch, and I'm excited for Richardson. Um, did did I skip a team here? Eagles Patriots. I think we we can be quick with this one. Um, I'm taking Jalen Hurts to score a rushing touchdown. Who else is going to score a touchdown for the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, you taking I mean, Swift, Taylor Swift? I'm not taking Swift. I, I just I gotta see this. Yeah. I gotta see how this plays out. Who comes at the goal line? Does Kenny G yeah. come in there and snipe a touchdown at plus three hundred? Yeah. You know, does Rashad Penny get there in the goal line? You know, what's the true running back split here? Uh, I mean, you can take advantage of these nice odds right now, but it's stick to Jalen Hurts. Stick to Hurts. Tush push. And then if you're feeling frisky, Dallas Goddard is he's my he's my guy. He's scoring a touchdown this weekend. I feel good about it. Uh otherwise like AJ like you're you're Bill Belichick, man. You're not gonna let AJ Brown beat you. Like you're just not. But he yeah. I just but like if you're Bill, you can't just focus AJ Brown because then you got Devonta Smith yeah. on the other side just ripping it up. I don't think this is a game where Bill can just remove one guy from the game. If he removes one guy from the game, he wants to remove the ability of Hertz to move around. So is like, that, that sitting in like a – is he sitting back in his zone then? Is, it, is he QB spying? What's he what, – how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always – I mean, it's got – it's it's whatever – It's we'll see what Bill dials up, but it, it's got to be containing Jalen Hurts. So th- this is why I like Dallas Goddard a lot because I, I think the Patriots defense is respectably good. I think their cornerbacks are good and young. Um, so I, I just – I think – Goddard in the middle of the field makes a lot of sense to me. I I don't know any of the Patriots linebackers off the top of my head, but again, we don't know many linebackers off the tops of our head. But I do think that is going to be a soft spot of the Patriots defense because if if they are like QB spying and having a linebacker mirror hurts essentially, that's one less spot 
to cover Dallas Goddard. So I'm, I'm thinking that's probably where I want. But otherwise, like, I, I don't know if I want, like, we love A.J. Brown. We love Devonta Smith. Like, these guys right. are good picks to score a touchdown. Patriots, I'm going to take a Zeke Elliott touchdown plus 290. If, if they score one touchdown, it's going to be Zeke. That's sick. But, yeah, who scores the touchdowns for them? I mean, there's really there's the receivers you can't bank on. It's going to be Jasicki. Ramondre. Gasicki, is he going to gritty his way to the sidelines? Like Hunter Henry, I mean, seems to have a good connection, but we need you know. we need info, we need data. This is a tough test for the Patriots' offense. If things go well, then we can we can be interested next week. But yeah. a we cannot recommend anybody on this team. We need to see some data points. Uh, are you interested in seeing the the? They got Jalen Hurts at forty one and a half rushing. People are taking the over there. We're not interested in any of the Swift Gainwell numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's so low, 32 and a half for Swift. Whoa. I mean, Swift needs eight carries to hit that. Yeah. So that's that's in play. Um, Let's go to the receptions total real quick. Yeah, they beat over four and a half. They're pounding they're over on A.J. Brown, which is interesting. Wow. And they got the under on Goddard four and a half. They have the over Devonta Smith four and a half. Juju, just say no. And Ramondre, three and a half. Three and a half. So this the the public is saying AJ Brown, Devonta Smith are gonna gobble up today or tomorrow. Gobble. So but so it's Devonta sixty two and a half. That's the that's the outlier here. People are taking the over aggressively on on AJ Brown a little bit there, but Devonta's cheaper at sixty two point five yards. And people like his over four and a half reception. So five for 65, Devonta Smith floor seems. Yeah, I mean, if you tell me Goddard gets like four catches, that's an easy 40 and a half number to hit, though. You know, it's like I feel good about his. He's a career, roughly his career average is about 12 yards per catch. So yeah. if he gets four, that's 48. That's to me, I'm taking 40 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they like the pass game for the week. Yeah. So I think it's a though. situation where maybe everybody eats. And then the freaking running back room, everybody is seven for 28 yards, and right. everybody gets two, one catch on two targets for six yards. Like yeah. It could be a mess. So I think. I'll be curious how this game plays out. Yeah. We, we need info data on the, the Philly RBs. We love the passing game and the Patriots. Uh, this will be for science. We need to see what we can do. Um, Packers, Bears, man. This is. Packers, Bears. Game of the week. The game of the week in this area of town. Um, who's scoring a touchdown in this one? Everyone's plus odds here, so I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I mean, if, I, I have a really hard time betting against the top two guys to, mm-hmm. to find the end zone this week. You know, DJ yeah. Moore is not getting a 60-yard fucking bubble screen touchdown, you know, like he did in the preseason. Khalil Herbert, plus mm-hmm. 230. Is he, is he the guy in the run zone, though, or do they – Bust out Roshan Johnson. Maybe Roshan gets his, gets so, his touchdown down there. You know, unfortunately, the Bears kind of they ruined the preseason by getting two long ass screens to the house because we didn't get to see any situ- situational data. We didn't get to right. see third downs, goal line work. We didn't get to see anything. So we got nada. We, we maybe it's Deonta Foreman who's the goal line back, and that was his role, and they just didn't, didn't get to show it. Like we don't know anything. So it's Fields. It's Aaron Jones. And then our dark horses are probably Jaden Reed, Cole Komet, Luke Musgrave to catch touchdowns. Yeah, I mean five fifty on Roshan. I could really see them just being like they get to the red zone as they pop the rookie in, and they said, "All right, go get your son." Boom. Yeah, he's a good. 
He's a good dark horse. Uh, I I, I want to also mention uh, a potential Jordan Love shuffle to the end zone from about 12 yards out. Could be fun to see uh, vintage Aaron Rodgers rushing touchdown like he did against the Bears. Does he pull out the belt? Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> First, well, in, in, in Chicago? <laughs> Rodgers would probably like it. Um, he would, dude. He would like it for sure. It's like... It's like um, you know, it's like you got to ask like the the father to marry the daughter kind of thing. I'm sure he asked Rogers like, "Hey man, can I can I can I do it?" People would go nuts. That would be nuts. So, Fields and Jones are the ones that we can responsibly recommend. We mentioned our dark horses here. DJ Moore is still a good bet to catch a touchdown. If if yeah. Fields is going to throw one, that's probably where we're looking. I don't think we're even. We don't even want to open the passing props, do we? Probably not. Let's just see what these rush receivers are all about. You can convince the people to take Aaron Jones over 16 and a half, can't you? We can convince him, yeah. And that line was lower earlier in the week. Uh, definitely been moving up. AJ Dillon even looks 41 and a half. This seems like a double trouble he needs 10 running back toil that. here. Yeah. And I, th- I think the Bears gave up like 122 running back yards last year per game. So both Jones and Dylan, like that's the offense this week with no Christian Watson. That mm-hmm. clearly offense. And then look at our boy J Love. Oh, yeah, they're taking that. Over 12 and a half. Interesting. I mean, good. Justin Fields, man, 58 and a half, though. Is that, is that happening? That's appetizing. I take that over Khalil Herberts. Yeah, I just, I, the Bears running back is one of those situations like Denver, like the Jets. Yeah. I need to see the rotation. I'm still not buying that clue. Player, we shall no. see. And, and honestly, like the receptions in this game, we don't get any Packer ones because of the. I'm not interested. I'm just not interested in this. People are smashing the over on Cole Komet though. Wait, too. DJ Moore three and a half is only 120. I feel like that should like. He Fields is gonna have eyes for DJ Moore because he can't he trust anybody. Getting else. eight targets in this game. 49 and a half. Or, I mean, that's a line that I can eat. I, DJ Moore 50 yards. I think I think you 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 just smashed the hell out of three and a half, man. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's, that's a low. That's pretty bad. Yeah, wow. What's what do they got Komet at here? Two and a half. They're taking the over. What's his yardage at? Like thirty ish, thirty five ish. Twenty seven and a half. Oh, I mean that's probably over. That's too low. I feel more comfortable again. I feel more comfortable about the about the receptions. I think in this because yeah, yeah. we just don't know. Um, any other final thoughts here on the Packers Bears, or should we move on? I think we got maybe two more games. We have the game of the week that I, I'm I'm calling it I the mean, game of the week. Look at the background, baby. There's a reason. Bolt yeah. up. I'm, that's, I'm, that's our game of the week. We can we can, take a, we can take a minute to look at the Seahawks chart or Rams, but I'm not super pumped about it. But this is the game of the week. Chargers hosting the Dolphins. Chargers by three. One seventy is their money line. Everyone's scoring touchdowns here. They got Eckler at minus 225. That's unclickable, but he's going to score. Like, but well, holy shit, minus 225 for Eckler is insane. Um, right, let's start with the Dolphins. If the Dolphins score, who's scoring and why? Give me the double uh, Hill Waddle touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Two over. His, I bet you two his touchdowns are two and a half. I won't be surprised. Sure. Oh, if they're one and a half, it's probably minus 200. Should um, we start there? Because that kind of paints the picture. Yeah, I mean, I think you can just look and see oh. where things are at. Oh. Minus 135, oh. smash. Herbert over – Herbert should be two and a half. I mean, it's like, yeah. what, are we, what are we doing here? They might they might change that because it's been beaten up so bad. Like, tomorrow yeah. might change that. Uh, but Tua, Tua's throwing two, and, and Herbert's throwing two. So, 
you can you can double tap the the Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. One of those guys, if not both, they're scoring. Same and the fact that Tyreek Hill and like these guys are scoring. Like there's going to be upwards of six touchdowns in this game. So take the receivers. Who's your dark horse to score in this one, and why is it Durham Smythe? <laughs> Durham Smythe. That's that's uh, there's some spice there. You know, I mean, I think. Uh, if, if we really want to hunt deep, it's it's kind of a the thing about these offenses and why it's like nice to bet on them is because like they're very condensed, right? Yeah. There's really not a true wide receiver three in Miami. There's really not a true wide receiver three in the Chargers. So it's like you can feel good clicking Jalen Waddle. You can feel good yeah. clicking Keenan Allen because they're going to be getting targets like crazy. So like when we look at these receptions, it's probably going to be some good numbers and you're going to be like, yeah. it, just make, it just makes sense. Uh, the question here for me is, does Mostert get the touchdown? Or do we maybe turn to someone like Selvin Ahmad on like a screenplay and Ahmad just burns in for a 25-yard touchdown? Because like, can we trust the A-chain to be like playing? What are we going to get from him? So like someone's got to dispel Moster and maybe it's like a, a freaking Selvin Ahmad fluke touchdown. I'm, I'm open to him. Did you know it's Ahmed, by the way? Ahmed. It's freaking Ahmed. Yeah, that, that one always messed me up. But um. I'm I'm interested in 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 the backfield split between A Chain and Ahmed. I don't know who it's going to be. I think there's yeah. one other guy that they like a lot. He's an undrafted guy, and I know the football guys have been pumping him up. But his name's Chris something. But he's he's a guy to keep an eye on. They have this undrafted guy that is. Uh, he they, the Dolphins kept him as their RB four. This undrafted kid, and that's usually a guy you put on your practice squad. But they didn't want to lose him, so keeping an eye out for that. But yeah, the Mostert. Plus 100 is probably okay, but if I'm betting Dolphins, man, it's Tyreek, it's Waddle, and then I'm probably taking that Tua over over one and a half at minus whatever it was. Yeah, minus 130. I think that's probably a good and we, 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 look, we, we use this to see who's getting the touches. I, I do think one of Berrios or Smythe is a dark horse to score a touchdown because I think these are their, their, their next best players that are going to be on the field after Tyreek and Waddle. Yeah. And yeah, the running back is just... We don't know yet, um, but Keenan, Mike, Eckler, those are the top three chargers. Everett, I mean, Everett what do you think about Everett scoring? I mean, Everett it's... could easily pop in there. I also yeah. think, like, if they get Quentin Johnston in there, like, he could dial something up. But, like, it's Johnston and Palmer. We need to see that snap That's count. So Justin Herbert did not rush for a single rushing touchdown last year. Just want to call that. And he had been his – like, his first couple seasons, he had been getting, I think, five. So – I think he's going to run the ball more a full year removed from his rib injury. I, I'm open to that. Let's look one more time at these passing numbers here. Both guys are throwing two minimum. Uh, I'm, I I would take the passing yards over on these two. Um, yeah, 255 for two yeah. is quite low. That looks pretty good. Uh, 291 and a half for Herbert, 255 and a half for Tua. Um, they got interceptions for Tua, but not Herbert. Interesting. I, I mean, I think there is there an avenue here where uh... – Tua struggles just based on the fact that the Chargers pass rush just gets to him. Miami O-line has a little bit of issues right now, if I'm if sure. I recall. So maybe there's that scrambling, Tua struggles, and the Chargers dominate at home. There's an avenue there. But I think in general, we want this to be a you know, 35-28 game. That's not yeah. what we're hoping for. Um, I'm not comfortable taking anybody's rushing overs in this one. I'll we'll start 64 and a half. Of that. I mean, the Chargers were very bad against the run yeah. last year. They've been historically um, bad the last few years. Yeah, they've been pretty bad. But so. Mostert needs 15 carries to get that. Are they going to give 32-year-old Raheem Mostert 15 carries week one? Yeah, probably not. 
don't know. If there's a if there's a, a week to do it, this is the one week because afterwards you question if Moster can can be can do it. All right. So they're taking Eckler's at four and a half. That's kind of even there. So they're saying he's going to get four or five catches. Durham Smythe over one and a half. People are liking him for two. Uh, they're saying under Gerald Everett three and a half. They're saying slightly over for Jalen Waddle at probably five catches. They're taking jo- smashing Josh Palmer. Wow, smashing. That's Taking they're smashing Keenan Allen under six and a half. I mean they're taking both unders on like yeah. which weird. It's a weird. And then Mostert on here at two and a half is weird. And then Tyree Kill, people are taking this is weird. Um I mean I think it's because the reception initial the, the numbers are high because it's so con like it's so condensed, but like I mean, they're gonna be throwing the ball to those guys. Durham Smythe, baby. Two for fifteen, book it. That seems easy. I mean, He's gonna get that on the first drive. You walk over. I mean, pretty much it's pretty. Every line's pretty much flat here. You know, sixty-eight for Keenan. So I thought I saw something where I can't remember where I saw it. I probably should have liked or retweeted it, but it was a stat about Tyree Kill where they were like, when they're when they're favored to lose, like he, especially when it's on the road, I think he blows up or something like that. So. This could be a Tyreek Hill game. I know Waddle's been kind of coming back from a rib injury, so maybe this is a game to just like lean into Tyreek Hill. Touchdown, yeah. yards, receptions. We know Tyreek's really good. Um, is Waddle off? Right, he's off injury reports, right? Like, yeah, he's, he's what's been, his receptions? What's what's Waddle? I think he was at four and a half, and people are taking the over, so they're saying nah, five, so that's the one that they're taking. Yeah. So five for sixty-four seems doable. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Um, yeah, this is the game to get some bets in, guys. I, take, I think- your, take your favorite receiver in yeah. this game, bet him to score a touchdown. Maybe parlay Eckler with, you know, huh. Chubb or what's with the Josh Palmer? They were they smashed his two and a half over receptions, and then he's sitting at 30 and a half here. So three for thirty for Josh Palmer. I mean, that seems Palmer is probably historically a guy who's probably averaging well, like 15 yards a catch. No, I think it's 10. I think he averaged 10 yards per catch last year. Yeah, but he's he's a. Yeah, but last year seven. they put him because of the injuries. They they had him play a role that he's not usually a guy in. And if you remember in the preseason last year, he was streaking downfield and caught a huge play. Like he's yeah. more of a, he's with healthy Keenan and Mike. He's more of a of a of a field stretcher. So. Yeah. That that could that could. I hit. mean, if he gets three catches, that's three for thirty-three yards. You know, three for thirty-two yards. It's and like, to say he can't get thirty and a half in one go, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. So that this is this is the game of the week that we're excited about. Any final thoughts on this, or do we want to? Do you want to rapid fire off the top of your head who's scoring touchdowns for the Seahawks? Yeah, what do we got left? We got the we got the uh, Raiders, Broncos, and the Yuckers. All right, let's let's just do off the top of our head touchdowns in this one. Kenneth Walker's coming in limited. I love DK Metcalf plus one twenty. Charbonnet's a sneaky guy. Lockett, you got to be interested in here. Yeah. If you're taking one Ram, it's probably Acres or Higby. End of list. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they got the, the they picked the right guys here. You know, maybe Puka Nuka for like a fancy little four twenty five. But like, you're getting don't get getting deep. Yeah, don't get cute. I like Camp plus one forty. That seems like pretty. Yeah. I might like his yards better. Um, yeah, I mean, DK, right? DK is going to get off to a good start here. He's going to have some fun. Uh, Acres at 64 and a half. People are taking the over, and people are taking the over on Geno Smith, 14 and a half. 
Stafford, whatever, Kenneth Walker. Are you clicking Kenneth Walker 67 and a half? He probably needs what? 15. I can't click a guy who last year. Off a bad, yeah. Last year, he just, there were a couple games where he came in and then left, and now he's got the groin. It's yeah. it's risky clicking Kenneth Walker numbers. So people are hitting the under Cam Akers two and a half. What do you think about that? Three I mean, I think for Akers at plus one forty. It seems like a reasonable proposition. I mean, you have to think Stafford's going to be mm-hmm. thinking and dunking. Man, he's not going to be th- he's not going to have time to throw downfield. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued um, by that. People Rush are taking DK over four and a half. So five catches for DK. Jackson Smith and the Jigba, they're taking the over, so three catches for JSN. Kenneth Walker, you shouldn't touch. Pete Puka, let's wait and see what that looks like. Same thing with 2-2, but people are smashing 2-2 over 2.5. And, and then Higby, under 5.5. I think if it was 4.5, I would do it. Yeah. Um, Lockett is a push at 4.5. Lockett's probably going to get five catches. Um, and then Van Jefferson, under 3.5. I like that. I like that over. Receiver. Inter- I, I would if I'm taking any of these Rams numbers, it's it's Van just for Van. Yeah, uh, the yards here for Van Jefferson are 42 and a half, so a four for 45 line would do it. Uh, interestingly, they're taking DK Metcalf to catch five passes, but not Eclipse 64 and a half yards. This is this is this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean. But- Got a career average thirteen point eight yards. What? Touch. It's, it's that's the that's the one I'm taking for this entire game. I'm taking DK Metcalf sixty four and a half over with plus one hundred. I mean plus, plus one hundred. You gotta like what you're seeing like there. A, that that's a touchdown basically. I mean, Acres thirteen and a half yards receiving seems possible. And people are taking the under two and a half. So like he can, he only he only needs two catches to do that. And if he does get the three, you you win. What's Tyler Lockett looking at? I mean, minus one seems seems so, reasonable. And then people were taking his under, whatever four and a half though. So they like Lockett to hit fifty six and a half, but not go over four and a half. It seems like they don't know exactly how uh, <laughs> the distribution's gonna go yeah. here. On this one. Um, JSN at minus one thirty, people are hitting that, but he can do that in in two plays. So. I think Metcalf sticks out. I think if you're open to Cam Akers being a pass catcher, that one makes sense. Otherwise, I mean, he'd be at 45 and a half, man. Like they're taking the under five and a half, but if he does get five catches, he's probably going over. Like he can, he can do 45 and a half with just four catches. Right. Yeah. So that, that awesome. one's kind of right on the edge there for me where I'm, I'm open to it. Hmm. But yeah, otherwise I, I, I mean, I'm, Totally cool not putting any money on a Rams player this week and, and learning and seeing how this offense looks like without Cooper Cup. And yeah, then um, our final game of the weekend here, let's be – this one is so dirty. Uh, I don't know how it's going to go. There's so, Denver. Many, so many questions with Denver. Denver by three and a half. Money line's at minus 175. Who the hell scores a touchdown in this game? If they just take the Raiders' money line and call it a day, you know, like – What's stopping Josh Jacobs from just going 140 yards and two touchdowns? Yeah, I mean he's he's fresh. So when Cortland Sutton is the top Broncos touchdown odds, like I just kind of want to click it. I just want to go. I just want to go to bed. Um, like I'm. <laughs> I mean, I, when are you going to see? I mean, Devontae Adams plus 130. That that's probably very. Like I think he. I think he torched uh, Pat Sertan last year. That's probably the only one I would click in this whole game. Devontae Adams plus 130 to score. 
Um, you could you can convince me of Josh Jacobs at plus 115. One of them will score. You could do the pairing touchdown thing and have fun yeah. with that. Broncos, I just don't want to bet on the Broncos to score a touchdown. Like, we don't know how the backfield's going to shake out. We don't know how Russell Wilson's going to – we don't even know if Jerry Judy's going to play. Like, there's just too much – I don't hate a P Ryan touchdown. Oh, no. 190. That's kind of. I would imagine P Ryan's the goal line back just because he has the power to to get. And it, a goal line back is you're getting gobbled up here. So I don't think they're going to throw Javante in there. Um, the ultimate sleeper here is probably Adam Troutman sneaking out of the fucking flat to catch a two yard touchdown. That could be something there. Um, is Mayer pretty much the starting tight end for for Las Vegas? He's kind of the forgotten about rookie tight end. Like, are they just gonna like slap like, freaking? He's like co-starting with Hooper, but they're gonna use. It sounded like he was primarily a blocker. Also, like the, there was no hype about Mayer all summer. Nothing at all. Yeah, it's kind of sad. This is we're spending too much time on it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just I can't bet on anybody here. No Piran numbers. That's disappointing. Yeah, I think I think I mean, they're taking the under on Javante. Jacobs at seventy one and a half. That's probably a realistic number. And Javante over ten and a half receiving yards. That's clickable. Yeah, no P Ryan numbers is weird. Like we know he's playing. I don't know why they are messing with yeah. us here. So they don't have everything in here. I think I'm good calling this one a day. They do have Devontae smashing over five and a half receptions. So yeah, Devontae. 72 and a half is probably reasonable. He's probably getting 80 yards. It's a Devontae game. Take him to yeah. go six for 80 and a touchdown. Call it a day. Don't yep. worry too much about it. But Just, yeah. It's an icky one. So that's every, every game but Sunday night football. Quick thought before I don't even want to open it up, but who's scoring for the Cowboys? Who's scoring for the Giants, real quick? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Tony, Tony Pollard. Welcome to the show, big man. Full time starter. Have some fun. Uh, I will mirror Tony Pollard, and then I do need to just say Jake Ferguson's name once. I'm contractually- what's his yard? What's his yard? Can we just look at his yardage? I am uh, contractually obligated to say Jake Ferguson in every podcast. Just look at his yardage or receptions, real quick. We don't have to look at anything else. Dun, 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 dun. It's not in there yet. They sleeping. Yeah, they're taking Tony over two and a half, though. So oh, easy. Um, I watched a video last night. Uh, it might have been on TikTok or something, but some guy was breaking. Like they're going back to the West Coast offense, and some guy was breaking it down. And the primary like idea of the West Coast offense is it's all about the footwork of the quarterback and the receivers being in rhythm with his drop steps. So these this is going to be a get the ball out quick timing offense. Mm-hmm. So like. The Cowboys are probably going to smash their receiving. And look at look at all the overs here. All overs on the Cowboys' receptions. receptions. So Quick, get it out. Yes. So I think I think you're going to see the Cowboys have elite passing volume this year, and they're all going to be hitting their overs and receptions. I think in this game. Um, so like they're probably going to put Jake Ferguson at one and a half. Fergie is at twenty four and a half yards. Yeah. So. so we will. I wish you could turn an alert on for Jake Ferguson's <laughs> update here. I, I would take it if it comes in. But I, I think the Cowboys are gonna they're they're gonna come out throwing the ball. Um, yeah. So I, I'm excited about that. And Darren Waller is unknown, so we don't really have anything in for this game yet. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll keep an eye on that for you guys. But we will be uh, Jesse and I are gonna be putting up our list. 
We're gonna are we only gonna do five this week one? We gotta we gotta probably do more than five. It's week yeah, I mean, we'll have a bunch of props to consider, right? But five yeah. is probably week was, one, you know, don't think get ahead of ourselves, you know. What was I think last year I did a, a same game parlay up there every week, and then we might have did some other money line stuff. So we'll whoop some stuff up here, guys. If you guys are new to the fantasy fellowship, definitely subscribe, like the video, all that good stuff. There is a link in the description that I I once once I get the bets up there. You guys can go take a look at it. And there's going to be a huge list of bets that we like to consider. Uh, and then if you guys do have questions, join our new Discord. It's in the link in the description. That's where we get all the questions. So I don't know, Jesse, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Just enjoy it. We've waited all this time for this. Have fun with it. Just remember, it's a game. Don't let it ruin your day. Andrew, you guys enjoy <laughs> the rest of your Saturday. Go watch some college football. Go outside today. It looks really nice outside. Because we're going to be inside probably all day yes, tomorrow. So Seven hours. Yeah. It's going to be open the windows, go outside, touch some grass. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good rest of your Saturday. Peace. Okay.